Welcome to the Cherokee County Football Blitz, hosted by Will Cooper and Arthur Mosley. Guys, take it away. Hello, everyone, and welcome into the Cherokee County Football Blitz podcast. I'm Will Cooper, and I'm joined alongside my co-host, Arthur Mosley. Art, how we doing, buddy? Will, I am doing well. Couldn't be any better, man. We are almost one quarter away. Oh, one quarter through, excuse me, the GHSA regular season. Can you believe it? It's kind of sad. I mean, I don't want to look at it like that because we're yeah. only really the third weekend, but 12 weeks in the regular season with the two bye weeks, yep. we're a quarter of the way through, Will. We do have good news. There will at least be playoffs in Cherokee County. Mathematically Absolutely. speaking, there has to be two teams that get in. Absolutely. So, uh, and I think we have higher hopes than that. Uh, so let's tell you what you have to look forward to in this show. Of course, we'll be talking about each and every team going on. We'll be talking about our game of the week, which is the Calhoun Yellow Jackets as they visit the Creekview Grizzlies. We have a couple of special guests coming on the show, Coach Williams and Coach Stevenson. appreciate Coach Stevenson agreeing to come on the show. It'll be our first out-of-county guest, Art. So I know we're uh, looking forward to getting his perspective on what the county looks like and, and what Creekview looks like especially. Uh, we'll be talking about the power rankings, the vaunted power rankings that have caused many a controversy <laughs> and of course we'll be getting you ready for uh next week's action as well but before we get to that break we do want to mention that our shot and kurt chrysler dodge jeep ram player of the game from last week was xavier mahoney the quarterback slash kickoff returner slash all-around specialist for the Etowah eagles was a huge part of their 31 to 30 double overtime victory over the cherokee warriors and one of the best cherokee county games of the weeks that we've had on wlja we've been doing it for six years i would say that's a top five finish for sure Top five probably rivals the Sequoia Cherokee game last year, Will, yeah. that went down to the wire again. Another game going down to the last play determining the outcome. Fantastic uh, environment over there at Eagle Mountain. Uh, great fans out there, and we were excited to be out there and watch that, watch that unfold. And like you said, Mr. Mahoney put on a show for the crowd. Yeah, did an excellent job there in the second half, really rallying through, of course, kicked it off with the, no pun intended, kickoff return for a touchdown, then followed it up with the corresponding scores to tie it up at 17 before getting into double overtime. And of course they finish things out, but we'll get into that in the Cherokee review. We'll talk about that game in more deeper of a dive, but wanted to give a special shout out to him and thank you to shot and Kirk Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram again for sponsoring us as uh, we have the player of the game award to give out each and every week. So looking forward to seeing our next player of the game come this week. Yeah, me too. Will. we have a good game. As you mentioned, we'll be over at the Grizzly Den to watch Creekview and their home opener of the season. Yep. Uh, two, two, three games in, finally getting a home game. They'll host the Calhoun Yellow Jackets, a Northwest Georgia power. And so if you can't be around on Friday night, you'll certainly want to tune in. And like you said, we're looking forward to talking to Coach Williams and Coach Stevenson. So make sure you stay tuned for that. We're going to hit our first break of the show. When we come back, we'll be talking about the Cherokee Warriors and their start to the season and what they have to look forward to and their opponent coming up this week. Give us just a minute and we'll be back. When you are the official sponsor of the comeback... Adding a few feet to a drive matters. First down. So does shaving a tenth of a second off a lap. Top-rated surgery, physical therapy, and motion analysis by the sports medicine team at Children's Healthcare of Atlanta helps young athletes not only prevent injuries, but heal faster and return stronger, ready to win. Our more than 25 orthopedic and sports medicine locations are ready to assist your athletes' comeback. To learn more, visit choa.org slash sportsmed. 
With more than 35 years of courtroom experience, the attorneys at the Heller Law Firm are known as the go-to team for important legal issues in Northwest Georgia. If you or a loved one needs help with a criminal charge, overwhelming debt, divorce, or moving forward after a serious accident, call the Heller Law Firm today at 770-345-1130 for a free confidential consultation. And as always, play hard and have fun. Welcome back into the Cherokee County Football Blitz podcast. We appreciate you all for being with us. And, and one thing we didn't mention in the open that I wanted to mention really quick, we were at Etowah, and it was so nice to get to meet a lot of parents that listen to us and uh, some fans just in general. And, and we appreciate everyone for coming up and telling us how much they appreciate the podcast. All of that stuff means the world to us. So if you ever see us out and you think, oh, I don't want to bother them, no, please come bother us. Whatever we're doing is not as important, I promise. Um, or if it is, we'll we'll get back to you. But it was it was the fan interaction was was the best that it's been, and and the whole broadcast went very well. And having Dave and Zach there was awesome as well. So we appreciate everybody for uh, introducing yourselves and, and making yourselves known on Friday. Yeah, the only embarrassing thing was Dave charging twenty five dollars for autographs. Will yeah, that was other, pretty bad. I think other than that, we <laughs> he typically he typically only charges about ten bucks. But I think because of the scarcity of how many how much we'll see him throughout the. Season, and he's decided to ramp it up but no in all seriousness we do appreciate everybody for uh, for coming absolutely. up and speaking to absolutely. us so it makes this all worthwhile because sometimes it feels like we're just sitting here talking to each other which we do all the time anyway right we don't need a microphone to do that <laughs> so but but with all that being said let's jump into the football talk Cherokee up first so the way we're going to handle this is obviously Cherokee played Etowah last week and they're playing Woodstock this week we're going to handle these inter-county matchups where we're going to talk about it from a Cherokee only perspective so keep in mind we're going in alphabetical order so if you're waiting for Etowah's side of the review we're not going to talk about them we'll talk about them in the next segment and review the game from their perspective so hope that makes sense and if it doesn't make sense just stick with us through the segment and you'll get what we're talking about so to open things up Cherokee Etowah obviously we mentioned it in the open Overtime loss for Cherokee moved to 0-2 on the season, but the two losses look pretty good, especially with how competitive they played Etowah. Biggest thing for me was Christian Irwin, was a guy that we we saw in the Cartersville game kind of come onto the scene. We had talked about him in the preseason, but he was a huge part of the attack, and it was good to see Savasir be able to deliver some passes and distribute the ball well, but I don't want to, to minimize that, but Christian Irwin to me is the nice change of pace that, that Cherokee needs, and they ran the ball very effectively for a half. Two things you mentioned. You mentioned Irwin and you mentioned Savasir being able to throw the ball. That's all courtesy of that Cherokee offensive line. Yes. And that's one thing I do want to point out. That was impressive to me. Maybe the, the skill set, and this is no disrespect at all to Etowah, but maybe that skill set from some of those Cartersville defensive linemen is a little bit different. Maybe it's a change up in the blocking scheme. We don't know. What we do know is that Irwin had a lot of success in the first half and Savasir had a clean pocket. Don't believe he was sacked at all on Friday night. I think he had one. Maybe one okay, one yeah. sack. But other than that, had a pretty clean pocket. Was able to move up in there and, mm-hmm. and get around and complete some passes. Very competitive game for Cherokee on the offensive side. If we can flip the script a little bit to the defensive side, yep. Kyan Simmons really stood out to me, Will. Hey and, and linebackers, Daniel Young, Chase Montgomery, uh, Ryan Martin Jr. looked really good in the secondary. A couple of balls that looked like they were going to result in a large play for Etowah, and Martin just gets back there and gets his hand on those balls. So he's very done a very good job in coverage. Probably their best cover corner back there. Yeah, I mean, uh, he reminds me a lot of Austin Trimble. Uh, mm-hmm. From a couple of years mm-hmm. ago at Cherokee, he was you know Trimble was a guy that I was very high on that that kind of snuck under the radar. Uh, 
I believe he's at Huntington now, if I remember correctly. Uh, but when when you talk about a guy like Ryan Martin Jr., he's a little bit taller, a little bit more length, and I think that showed a lot. And his his ability to his recovery speed sure. was unmatched. Yeah. It, it was yeah. it was very amazing uh, to watch. And I agree with you. I think Cherokee's defense, thirty one points to Etowah sounds like a lot when it comes to the ratings that that I put together, the Cooper predictor. Uh, when we use mathematical only, we will factor that as seventeen. They gave up 17 points in, in regulation. In, in regulation. Sure. So sure. I know the 31 is a crooked number, but keep it. It's just, just put in your mind at 17 points because they really wouldn't have allowed that much unless something crazy had happened. But when you start from the 15, you should score every time. Sure. So when you when you keep a note like that, I think Cherokee's defense has greatly improved. I like what I saw. I think you're exactly right. Kyan Simmons. Um, and, and for me, the defensive line did a fantastic job. You know, we knew how big Etowah was coming into the game on the offensive line. I was very impressed with the space that George Bogdaddy ate up front. I was very impressed with the rotation of J.D. Byrne, Javon Hobson, Kenyon Hunter, those guys that rotated in and out. thought they did a great job. A lot of times, those don't show up on the stat lines in a 3-4 defense, and it depends more on your your linebacking core to come up and make those tackles. Uh, Andy DeBacher got the nod to start in the linebacking core. I thought he did a fantastic job. And overall, to me, Cherokee played physically. And that was something that Cartersville kind of took it to Cherokee. And not to be unexpected, Cherokee, you know, Cartersville is just a different class of team and, and overall. But to come out and take it to Etowah like they did in the first half, I was very impressed with Cherokee, liked what I saw, and really liked the physicality from both the offense and the offensive line and the defense. So I, I really liked the complete game they played. Very well said, Will. And unfortunately for Cherokee, you know, it, the, all those nice things don't result in a W. Yeah. And they are sitting at 0-2 now. Again, we've got a little while before we get into region play, but they've got to quickly turn their focus to this week's opponent, another county rival for them. Yeah, and in Woodstock, you know, Woodstock's 0-2 coming into this one. I think there's a lot of unknowns with Woodstock so far. We watched the as much as we could of the game on Friday. Um, there were some issues with the replay, but we watched what we could out of it. Looked like that Troy Hoff got some starts. We'll talk about it in the Woodstock segment in more depth. But this Woodstock team is going to be kind of a wild card because uh, you know a, a team like that is dangerous because you don't know what they're going to come out with. Sure, because you know they're looking for answers. So Cherokee's got to be on their heels. I I, I like Cherokee in the game, obviously. We'll go over the predictions in the uh, Northside Hospital Cherokee pregame show at 7 o'clock on Friday night. But I think overall for Cherokee, the key is still on the ground. I, I think Savasir, he showed what he could do when he has a play-action passing game to support him. And I think that's that's got to be their ideal. We're going to establish the run with Christian Irwin, Malachi Eccles, Larry Dasher, whoever else you want to rotate in there. But establish that running game like they were able to do in the first half against Etowah, and you'll have success moving forward. So that's what I would like to see from Cherokee. And, and defensively for me, do the same thing. You gave up 17 points to Etowah. We're still so early in the season, you don't really know how that how that looks. But from the eye test, to me, Cherokee's defense did very well. Very, They're above average for sure, um, which they've maintained over the past four or five years of Cherokee defense when, when you think about it. So if they can maintain that level and, and even improve as they're adding some new guys into the back end and Weston Bergman and Zy Johnson getting the start at safety now and, and those guys that we've talked about – I really like the Warriors' defense moving forward, and, and I think it's predicated a lot on the Cherokee running game. Will, I know some of my numbers are going to be slanted because of the overtime game and because, you know, we're only two weeks in, but sure. the Warriors average in 15 points a game, okay? Yep. Allowing 33 points a game. One of those games was in overtime, and I realized that we look up and down the Woodstock roster, and it's not the same kids on the Cartersville roster, but Woodstock has got to be looking at this – in the same way, and Cherokee cannot be looking at Woodstock's record saying, oh, we got one, guys. Right. 
they've got to be focused, like you said, establish the run game first and then mix in that pass to keep Woodstock off balance. I think the experience level, from my perspective, Cherokee seems probably a little bit deeper yeah. than Woodstock or, or a little more talented across the board. Um, so they would, they certainly would be my favorite in this game. But strange things can happen in rivalry games, Will. And, and a lot of these kids, you know, heck, live in the same neighborhood yep. over there in, in, in Bridge Mill. So it, it, they're very familiar uh, with each other. So um, it's, it's not a runaway for Cherokee. It's going to be another exciting game over there at Tommy Baker. But, again, establish a run for Cherokee in defense. Continue to apply pressure to whoever lines up at quarterback. Uh, for Woodstock, and um, you know, you've got to to shut down Garcia, and I think that's a key yeah. for Cherokee this week. Yeah, and that's that's one thing we'll talk about on the Woodstock report is is how the the talent has transitioned and some of the new faces we've seen over there for the Wolverines. But all right, Art, it's time for trivia here for Cherokee. Let's. Uh, I'm gonna have to ask you to not look at the screen. Okay. So this will be how the the we're gonna call them we're gonna call it Art's trivia here for each of these teams. So we'll have one for each team. So we're gonna start here. Cherokee lost to Etowah in double overtime. When was the last time that Cherokee played in an overtime game? I'll give you a bone. It was an inter-county team. Overtime game for Cherokee. Wow. Let's see. Have to get back in my time machine here, Will. I don't need any clues here. We're we're, we're talking about, I would say... For some reason, 2009 seems to ring a bell. No, not that far back. It was October 21st of 2016. It was a 50-42 to 42 victory over Woodstock. Wow. I obviously was not paying attention to Cherokee in, in 2016, was I? I don't guess so. <laughs> that, was quite a, that was quite a score, though. When I saw that on the uh, stat sheet, I was very shocked by the score. I'm so. really going to have to do my homework with these, Will. I mean, you're you're bringing the A game on. I mean, it's like you start me off with that uh, with that cutter running away from me, you know, running you know from from uh, right to left there, and I'm just swinging and missing. <laughs> hey, you know, that's what I do. <laughs> with the Cherokee part being said, I have them in my power rankings at number three. Number three. Yep. Can I do a tie? No. All right, they're number four. Okay. Yeah, I think I think Cherokee did enough for me. I thought they, they hung tough with an Etowah team that I think is not getting the credit they deserve right now, um, and I think they will shortly. Uh, but I, I, if I view Etowah as quality as, as I do and in, in kind of a rudimentary Cooper re- predictor does with the with the rankings that we do, uh, I think they're a little bit better than, than the – like I think Max Preps has them ranked in 250 or something like that. I think they're better than that. Yeah, but Will, I mean their opponent's combined record is 1-3 and three right now. Yeah, but <laughs> okay. <laughs> I say that tongue in cheek, and it, yeah. those are those numbers are very misguided, right? And that's you know we'll talk about Etowah here in just a second, but yeah, yeah. we're going to hit another break. When we come out on the other end, we'll talk about Etowah, who was on the other end of that game last week. Give us just a minute, and we'll be back. At Foundation Financial Insurance and Wealth Management, we believe that your insurance protection and wealth management plan go hand in hand. We start by shopping your insurance with highly rated companies to find you the best combination of price and protection. With that plan in place, we can then work with you to develop a tailored financial plan. Whether you need to save money on insurance or you need a full financial plan, call us at 678-880-9571 or come by 250 East Main Street, Suite 104 in Canton for a no-obligation consultation today. Securities and advisory services offered Packerland Broker Services Incorporated, unaffiliated entity, member FINRA and SIP. Do you want to make a difference in your community? I'm Cherokee County Sheriff Frank Reynolds, and I am looking for the best and brightest to become deputy sheriffs. We offer a competitive starting salary of over $50,000 
and great benefits. Come work with us at the Cherokee Sheriff's Office. Simply go to CherokeeGA-Sheriff.org and click Employment at the top of the page. Become a Deputy Sheriff in Cherokee County today. Welcome back into the Cherokee County Football Blitz podcast. Thank you all so much for listening here and appreciate all of our sponsors for being back with us. One thing we did want to note is that Enjoy Cherokee Magazine is going to be releasing their football edition here in, uh, well, as we're recording this, it'll be tomorrow. So make sure you go over to enjoycherokee.com. Check out the digital version of that. Print copies will become available later in the month. We will distribute those. Um, there are individual players' interviews in those, including Tanner Savasier for Cherokee, Frank Mosley for Etowah, uh, Jackson Head for River Ridge, uh, Jackson Hancock for Sequoia. I'm doing this all off memory. Jackson Hancock for Sequoia, Cole Sackman for Creekview, and Adonis Garcia for Woodstock. And Will, if I'm not mistaken, there's also another special interview in there article. Is there? Uh, well, there may be. I don't I, know. I, I think we got to have the folks go check it out. I, I'm I'm going to talk about this right here. I think you should check it out. We've got a a special article. That's what you call these Best, things, Will? Yeah, I think so. From a non-print guy, an, an I, article. I, I, yeah, an article that uh, that takes you kind of in, inside the broadcast booth, and so we're excited about that. I think you guys should check it out, and it features someone that uh, is very near and dear to my heart. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> it's, it, I'm not going to say who it's about, but that's nice. <laughs> Swiftly moving on before this gets any worse. But yeah, we do want to invite everybody to check that out. And of course, print copies will become available. So if you are a parent of one of those players or just a fan in general, um, we will we will get to those and, and hopefully get those out to you a little bit. There's been some issues with printing and paper and stuff like that, but it is what it is. So well, let's jump into Etowah Eagles football. Of course, we, we've talked about the game against Cherokee last week, but we want to jump in a little bit more in depth on that from the Etowah standpoint. Uh, a couple of notes for me. I thought that um, it was nice to see Joe Hercacho come out and have a few runs in there that were really impressive. I have him listed at six six carries for 45 yards, it looks like. I thought that was a, uh, and one of those runs was for 20 plus, and it was a, about as impressive of a run as you'll see in high school football. Um, and I really liked Etowah's ability to adapt. And, and here's my point with Etowah. If they can find a way to play the first half the way they've played their last two second halves, they're going to be very dangerous. But I'm I'm concerned about them moving forward because we've seen them have a hard time coming out and opening up the way they need to. Now, Coach Kemper talked about last time we had him on the show about the in his interview about how there were some nerves. Hopefully for them, it was just nerves being at home for the first time and playing a team like Cherokee that's an intercounty rival. Uh, they will go to Forsyth, or no, Forsyth Central will come to Etowah, excuse me. So hopefully those nerves go away. Forsyth Central, one and one on the year. We'll get into that in just a minute. But I need to see, what I would like to see is Etowah come out and do things a little differently in the first half just to establish that dominance. But you have to love the resiliency from these kids. I, I think that was the biggest thing. We saw a couple of their kids go down with injury. You know, Tate Nelms left in the second half. Um, we saw that uh, Jack Strickland wasn't available in the second half as well. A handful of injuries they battled through. Their young receiving core did a good job. The the combination of Reese Weir and, and Joe Hercaccio, like we just talked about. And then, of course, the player of the game, uh, Xavier Mahoney, was, was really the, the spark plug that allowed everything else to run in the offensive engine for them. And then they allowed just a touchdown in you know the second half there to a Cherokee offense that was really rolling in the first half. So for me, 
I'm I'm impressed with what they did. I thought it was a good win. We talked about going into the game. It was a hard one to pick because you just didn't know what Cherokee really was coming out of that Cartersville game. I have a lot more respect for Cherokee than I did going into it, and I feel the same way about Etowah. I just have some reservations moving forward. Yeah, Will, I think the message maybe from from Coach Kemper to these guys is to say we've we've done this twice. You guys belong here. You you belong as the as the favorite and not the underdog week right. in and week out. And I think that's something that the kids have to start buying into that message that we we are this good, right? And and it's not just false bravado. Um, you, you don't want to get into a habit of starting to come from behind as you get into region play against some teams that are used to being there. You know uh, the, the Alatunas and the Romes and and even the Creek Views for that matter. Who's, sure. You know, and we'll talk about their struggles here later on. But they have to believe that they belong from the get go. And it would be as a coach. It'd be so much easier to go out there and take care of business in the first two and a half quarters and beat the other team into submission, sure. metaphorically speaking. Um, but for us, as in the radio booth, it makes for an exciting game, right? So, yeah. so uh, I, I'm sure that it probably put a, a few more uh, years of age on on Coach Kemper there. And and just a funny tidbit, you know, we given the Player of the Game award, uh, Coach Kemper and his his phenomenal sense of humor first words to say to me it's like nice to put a name with the face it's good to know we both have a face for radio and that's that's uh and i cannot could not think of a better way introduction to coach a formal right. introduction to coach kemper um and he's he's kind of in there you know just being down on the field watching him interact with his team um just a a quiet confidence about him and soaking it all in and and after a couple of years where it's taken it's taken 20 games for them to get two wins Yeah, going into this week. It's taken two games in this season. And, man, what a phenomenal job by a bunch of young kids. And like you mentioned, some kids that had to step up due to injury. And I think, again, my message, if not that Etowah's listening to me, but believe, right? Mm-hmm. Continue to believe because you guys are worthy of being there. You put in the work. And we saw it on Friday night. Yeah, and I, I agree with you 100% moving forward to this week. They're, they're hosting a four-size central team that had a 44-21 to 21 win over Chattahoochee and then turned around last week and probably a very disappointing loss for them, 7-35 to 35 loss versus North Forsyth. Um, we saw North lose to North Atlanta in the Corky Kell. Kind of shows the parity of where we're at right now once again. How, how, how good is anybody? How bad is anyone? We don't know yet. Um, you know one thing, they do have the potential to score, putting up 44 points in a game. There, It's there. Um, I think Etowah... I know we talked about in the last game it would probably be a shootout. I think this will legitimately be more high scoring than we've seen Etowah moving forward. I think they're going to have to put up 21, 28 points moving forward with this team here. So it's going to be an interesting one. Uh, of course, they are at home again. So hopefully, as we mentioned, the nerves will be a little calmer for them. It's not an inter-county team. But hopefully they don't come out flat. There's there's a middle there. You want to, you want to come out excited and you want to come out ready to play but you don't want to come out nervous. So you have to, there's a middle ground there and hopefully they've found it here in game three. And you know, if they come out and win big, I, I feel pretty good about them. I feel good about them right now. They, they did not do enough to move up in the power rankings, but <laughs> they do sit at number two right now. And it is a very solid number two. I think the gap between uh, one and two and in, in the rest of the field right now is, is fairly sizable. Yeah, well, I'm not going to disagree with that. Let's talk about their opponent a little bit. Forsyth Central, as you mentioned, comes into this game one and one. Uh, wins over Chattahoochee, lost to county rival North Forsyth. Uh, again, like Etowah, their com- opponent's combined record is one. It sits at one and three this week. They're averaging 25 and a half points a game, allowing 28. 
I think this is a game where Etowah can take advantage of some matchups. North is replacing from a season ago their starting quarterback, uh, their top running back, and uh, another guy, uh, one of their top receivers. They've got a, re- a great returning receiver, and I believe in Camden Yeager. Uh, he's leading them in receiving right now with six catches for 106 yards. A couple of backs over 100 yards, Tadero and Taylor. Uh, Tadero, the, the primary back with five TDs, and then passing their quarterback zone for 215 yards with only one passing TD this season. So a tale of kind of uh, two games for Forsyth Central. They've got a second-year head coach, David Rooney. He's 3-9 and nine overall, so he's still trying to get things figured out over there at North. Sure. A great game. You know, uh, the last two years this game has been played, North for, uh, excuse me, Forsyth Central has won. 21 to 7 and 10 to 7. So I think if Etowah can put any more than 17 points on the board yeah. and, and their defense can hold serve like they had the last two years, I think, uh, well, we'll have to see what I think come Friday night. Friday night. There you go. <laughs> well, I was, I was interested with Kemper, you know, when he said in our preseason show they're moving from a defensive minded team to an offensive line minded team. Their defense, maybe it's taken a, a step back from, from an, from an introspective point, but from us, it really hasn't. I mean, I, I think that I think they're just as good as they were last year or a couple years ago, um, or at least they were in the second half. Sure, Let me absolutely. put it like that. The second half of both games. I mean, if you just take into account not the overtimes, but just the second half from last week and the week before, they've allowed seven points in a in two halves in a whole game. If you combine yeah. those two, I know you're picking and choosing there, but. I like where they're at. I think that there's some injuries they're going to have to work through, just like every team will. Um, but hopefully they can overcome those, and that's why I have them at number two. I think it's a very solid number two right there. And it's nice to see Etowah moving forward. There's it, You can see the progression of the program now. So hopefully that gives Etowah fans something to look forward to. Yeah, and I've also, Will, I've come to see the light, and I've got Etowah number two this week. Number three last week, I had them number two. Well, I have a trivia question for you. Okay, let's do it. So don't look at the screen. All right. Etowah is four and four versus Forsyth Central. Okay. What is their overall record versus Forsyth County teams? Wow, that is a very interesting question, Will. I knew they were four and four because I have to do that research. And I'll just let you ballpark it. If you get close, it's let's see. Central's the oldest school in Forsyth County, at least in Etowah history. Mm -hmm. It's the team they've played the most. Right. Okay. So then you've got Northwest, South, Lambert. Lambert. Denmark. I don't think Denmark, they, I don't think they play Denmark. Denmark yet. I'm going to say that Etowah, and we've got some good teams going back for the Eagles. So I'm going to say that they're uh, nine and seven against Forsyth County teams. Not bad. Ten and thirteen. Okay, that's well, pretty good. You're in the ballpark. I thought they would have a winning record against. Uh, I think our moving neighbors. forward, I should tell you how many games they've played. Okay, that would well, help no, you, just, you know what? Sir. I like the degree of difficulty. Okay, yeah, I mean, you. I mean, are, I like a challenge. I, well, I'll leave it the way it is. <laughs> there you go. He got. He got question number one. Kind of right. Or question number no, two. No, that I was completely say. wrong. So, well, <laughs> I, I bombed that one. <laughs> I appreciate it, Will. Yeah, You're you know. so kind. Ah, no problem. <laughs> All right. Well, let's hit another break. When we come out on the other end, we'll be talking about the River Ridge Knights. So everybody get ready. The apology is coming. Give us just a minute and we'll be back. The number one magazine to read is Enjoy Cherokee. This beautiful, full-color, seasonal publication keeps you in the know with articles about interesting people, fun events, hot restaurants, and cool ideas. Enjoy Cherokee is for busy people who enjoy a lifestyle magazine worth reading and keeping. You'll find Enjoy Cherokee available at most high-traffic locations and mailed free to homes throughout Cherokee County. Join the thousands who don't miss a single issue. Follow us on Facebook and find issues on enjoycherokee.com. Ask for a free publication and enjoy. With Northside Hospital, you can look forward to new beginnings, look ahead to comeback seasons, and look up for hope and strength. 
Northside welcomes you into our community of care, guided by one clear direction, a mission to heal. Led by our expertise in maternity, heart, cancer, orthopedics, and more, you can move into tomorrow with confidence. For a healthier future together, look to Northside Hospital. Welcome back to the Will Cooper Apology Tour, or should I say the Cherokee County Football Blitz. Thank you all for being with us on this podcast. Hope you're all doing well as we are in week three and we are here to talk about the River Ridge Knights in this next segment. Will, you said coming out of the break, you said apology tour. I'm a little bit confused here. I mean, what, why have you offended someone? I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry I was wrong. So relish this moment, River Ridge fans. I was wrong. You were wrong to this kind point of, of this season. Kind of. I was right? kind of wrong. You're entitled to your opinion. Yeah. Well, do am I? <laughs> am I though? All right, look, let's let's get the uh let's get the the big thing out of the way. River Ridge number 1 in my power ranking this week. Really? Yep. That is amazing, Will. They were number 3 last week. I heard you all loud and clear. And and let me say this. I know we're joking about it, but we do appreciate the fan interaction. We talked about it at Etowah. We we so much appreciate you guys reaching out to us on Twitter and poking fun at us and and going back and forth. We enjoy the friendly banter. It makes what we do worth it. So, so please Absolutely. keep the messages coming. If you don't like the power rankings moving forward, please tell me. It, it is it is something that, that brightens my day. It's very entertaining for it us, is. Will. Yeah. I mean, e- even off you know our our off air offline chats, it does make for some entertaining uh, banter. And it's interesting that you see that River Ridge is ranked number one this week. I want I want you to explain sure. why you moved them up in your poll. Well, let's talk about this. First of all, I, I liked Pope. I even picked Pope by about a field goal. Pope coming off of a 7-4 and four season. Uh, obviously, you know, you mentioned it on the podcast and you were dead on. They lost a ton of talent. Uh, I don't care how much talent you lose. You win a game 43-13. to 13, uh, That's a whipping right there. That's just yeah. a straight-up whipping. And they went to Pope and did it. Yeah. Um, headlined by a newcomer in Camden Cox, a freshman running back that was not on my radar at all. 19 carries, 148 yards, his final tally there. My goodness. You want to talk about a one-two punch. You, I mean, you have tons of talent across the River Ridge offense. You're talking about Jackson Head at tight end. We're talking about Grant Hollier. We mentioned him last time. Uh, MJ Ayers looks like he's starting to play both ways. Daniel Fitchner getting some carries at running back. And these two run, uh, two quarterbacks that they've been going back and forth with. Obviously, it seems like Spectre got most of the got the nod in this game, but but even Coach Collins said they would be going with the hot hand moving forward, no matter who that is. I don't know how you keep Riveridge from scoring right now. You know that Hillgrove game, twenty-seven to ten. I did not put enough stock in Hillgrove. I'll admit that. After beating Creekview the way they did, I think the Hillgrove defense is better than I gave them credit for, and I think Hillgrove as a team is better than I gave them credit for. So that that win looks a lot better now for Riveridge, as does this win against Pope. I think they're they're number one, and I think they're number one by about a touchdown over Etowah right now if we were picking the line. Um, I liked what I saw. I'm very impressed with River Ridge. Obviously, they're going to play a team in Sprayberry that there's some history going forward that, that we'll need to work out, but um, I, I'm super impressed with River Ridge, so just wanted to say that I'm sorry. Will, uh, you know, I probably should have warned you about those – River Ridge fans, man. The, well, the Rowdy Ridge. And as a matter of fact, at, at number one, we might as well just start calling them Ridge County, not Cherokee County. I mean, they've dominated their opposition, right? Is that? I mean, they haven't played anybody in county, but yes, that is true. They have dominated the opposition. Right. Let, let's now, to brakes. be fair, River Ridge's opposition is 
has a record of one and two combined. Okay, again, I know it's early in the season. The Ridge is averaging 35 points a game, allowing 14. Um, our question was, how do they replace guys like Amir Morrison and, and Carson Latham and, and, and big play Andrew Bingham? Yep. And it seems like they have found someone who fits the bill. Coach Collins is almost like down there, like plugging and playing mm-hmm. uh, with the, with these guys. You guys here, Specter now on the season, 252 total yards, four touchdowns, just one pick. Um, th- and if I may, yes, yeah, sure. A brand new offensive coordinator, absolutely. So again, you're you're you know hitting the res- the reset button if you're River Ridge, and and they're doing that hitting the reset button. That is very impressive. Uh, like you mentioned, Cox on the season now 168 total yards, two touchdowns, touchdowns. Fitchner 110 yards, two touchdowns, and it only was a matter of time before Jackson Head got warmed up. Yeah. Right on the season right now, 10 catches, 80 yards, two touchdowns. Ayers two touchdowns. Uh, Hollier's got a touchdown, leading the team in receiving yards. These guys are getting it figured out. They 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 are a team that is playing with confidence. They feel like. 2020 was not an aberration. Right. And it hasn't taken them long to get that confidence about them and not just their players, but their fan base as well. Okay. Mm-hmm. They believe. All right. And we, we know about their offensive line with guys like uh big John Falletra, um, Reed Albers, Reed, Hornbuckle. Hornbuckle. Yeah. Those, those guys up front and then leading tackler, Brandon Burdett. We talked about this guy last mm-hmm. year. Coach Collins talked about in the pre in the preseason show the this Tasmanian year. Tasmanian Devil. Yeah, he's like, here's a guy that doesn't stand out for us. But oh, Coach Collins, if you only knew how much Will Cooper was a fan of, you know, Will, you pointed out Burdett, and I, I do want to give you credit. And I know I know River Ridge gives you a hard time, but you you know you pointed out Brandon Burdett to me last year. You're like, Art, this guy is small, but look how many tackles he has. And I was completely overlooking a, a guy like Burdett. And, uh, you know, a guy who's making an impact at linebacker for, for River Ridge. Yeah, I think, you know, uh, one of the things for me, and I appreciate the compliment because um, I, I do value, I, I try really hard to find the next thing. Um, and, and hopefully that, that equates because we, we want to be on these guys as early as possible. That way we can speak about them correctly. If you wait till they're proven, sometimes you've missed the mark. Sure. Um, so sure. I think I think with Burdett, that was that was a great call. Sometimes we're wrong, uh, but, but I was really happy with that. And and my point is, their defense to me is impressive, but it's not the impressive part. I mean, you just put up forty three points at Pope. It does. It just doesn't happen. It doesn't happen game in and game out. And that Hillgrove game, right? You said, well, they only put up twenty seven. Hillgrove went two and eight last year. They just held Creepy to six. I mean, that's that is twenty one points better than the average right now. You are you are overperforming by twenty one points. We're gonna have to see what Pope does moving forward. Mm-hmm. But when you talk about a computer ranking, that that's a plus twenty one factor in favor of River Ridge. It is it's a number that is too high to overlook right now. And uh, really, for me, the reason I put him at three is because moving into the season, you have to do it based on talent and returning pieces that you know. Because anything other than that is a total total crapshoot. Sure, right, absolutely. So, so when you look at them replacing a quarterback that's been there for three years or two years with a starter, with two now guys who are rotating in and out, really the only pieces that we knew coming back on the offense was Jackson Head and John Fletcher, and then the other guys also part of the offensive line and, and Hornbuckle and, and, Al- and Albers. Albers yeah. Right. But Matt Ushak, gone. Jack Hall, gone. Both those guys, massive parts of the offense. You just don't know what to expect. Obviously, Amir Morrison, we talked about him. He's gone. And and then you take in Micah Martineau and, and guys like that. They're gone. 
so for me, the 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 pick was more of a cautious. It was optimistic. I I, I didn't have a problem with River Ridge. It's just an opt. It's just caution. It's caution. You have to be cautious with things like that. They've proven it to me. Uh, I think Grant Hollier. We talked about it last week. His his return cannot be overstated because you can't double cover Jackson Head and Grant Hollier. You can pick one. It's the old it's the old Falcons when they brought in Tony Gonzalez, Roddy White, and Julio Jones. Who are you gonna? Yeah, you double cover one right. of them. You can't double cover all three. And my third option is better than your third. You know, if you're going to cover Gonzalez with a linebacker, good luck. If you're going to cover Julio with a single corner, good luck. That's that's what Riveridge is playing right now, and and it shows in the stat line. I mean, you just you know you want to double cover Jackson Head, fine. We'll throw it to Grant Hollier, and we'll you know beat you over the top. You want to cover Grant Hollier double? Great, that's awesome. We got Jackson Head here, who's a bigger body, and we're going to run him underneath too. So. That doesn't even equate for their running game that is anchored by those huge offensive linemen. For me, there's no way to out-gimmick River Ridge right now from a defensive standpoint. It's going to come from a team that is equitable and talent to them right now. And I think the talent disparity between the teams they're playing and, and the rest of the county may be widening a little bit, even more than we thought. So, like I said, with all that, number one for me, and, and I apologize for having it wrong. Well, I'm going to also stay with River Ridge as my number one team. I know you asked me a question, hey, this week, and I don't want to go into too much detail. How far out of are they in my poll? And I'm like, you know, I think there's still a long way to climb. I think I don't think there's a team in 6A in Cherokee County yet that is close to cracking the top 10. Yeah. If there was one, I think it would be the Ridge. Yeah. But let's turn the page and talk about their opponent this week, the Sprayberry Yellow Jackets, the Berry, as yeah. some might call them. Uh, down in uh, East Cobb. This game will be played in River Ridge, so the Barry coming up to the Ridge, to Woodstock. Will Sprayberry has never lost to River Ridge, so they don't care what we're yayaing about, and they right. don't really care about our power pole. Well, they have never, never lost to River Ridge. And and I think I think it's important for River Ridge fans, because I know the historical stuff when we did the, the coverage for them in 2020 was, was always so slanted, but... You have to understand Coach Collins, a different breed of coach that has come into River Ridge and has allowed this program to thrive so far. Hopefully he, you know, I'd, I'd offer him a full time, a lifetime contract <laughs> if you can. Uh, but for but for me, I, I'm super impressed with with where they're at. So the historical stuff to me, you throw it out the window. Sprayberry comes in one and one. The loss looks pretty good. It's a one point loss to Paulding County. That's a tough one. And the win, 21 to nothing over Campbell. Campbell's kind of an eh team to me right now. I think Sprayberry's also kind of eh. I think Sprayberry's on par with, with the Popes and the Hillgroves of the world. I don't think they're a step above that yet. Um, it's going to be hard to think that River Ridge could win this game by 30 again, like they did against Pope. Um, but I, I do like, I do like the Ridge. Of course, we go into our predictions in the Northside hospital Cherokee pregame show at seven o'clock. Um, so even if you go to another game, if you are at the Ridge, take your headphones with you, you're going to want to at least listen to the first 30 minutes of our broadcast, get you ready for kickoff and yours. Um, but I, I do like the Ridge in this one. And, and I, I feel pretty good about it moving forward. If there is one question that I have, and, and it's a very minor question because I'm, I'm not in a position to ask questions when you put up 43 points. But how does this rotation of quarterbacks affect you? Because I've always been of the mindset, maybe this is something that, that coaches who know more than me know enough to say this isn't the case or it is. But when you have two quarterbacks, it never feels like you're settled. So obviously we saw Spectre come out with most of it, but Coughlin is not out of the question either. I just worry about that moving forward, but it's a very minor concern. I think the weapons around them allow there to be some some parity in there. And, of course, 
if if one doesn't pan out, you can always transition to the next, and and you have another option there. So it's not like you just get to say we had a bad night. You you have an, another option there. So uh, I'm really looking forward to this one. I think if River Ridge comes out and wins again, it doesn't have to be by a lot. I think you know somewhere in the seven to ten range. I feel the same way I feel about them sitting right here. If they win by more than that, you're going even going to get more of my praise, and I, I put that line even higher. Um, if they if you know if they if they end up losing, it's not 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 no time to panic it, you know it's okay too um I, I just think we're at the moment right here where we find out where teams are i think in week three this week we're about to go into is where you learn the most about teams because you get to see two other opponents from the times you played so you start to get that average number and you see it's no longer just we played one other opponent now you get to see that and, and for riverage it's that same way because they played creekview who's had offensive struggles so how good does that 10 to 6 win over creekview look i think defensively it looks great for them but when you turn the corner, what is Pope? Pope hadn't played a game before yeah, River Ridge. We, we so don't we, have, know. we got to see what they do this yeah. week. And, and if Pope comes out and puts up 30 points and allows 7 or 14 or whatever, then, hey, great. You know, River Ridge is, is really good like we thought. But um, with all that being said, River Ridge at 1, I, I like him over Sprayberry. We'll go over exact numbers on the pregame show on Friday. Um, but I'm, I'm feeling really good about the Ridge moving forward, at least here to start in uh, week 3. Yeah, well, Sprayberry, a team that struggled last season a little bit, 3-7 and seven record. They graduated one of their top running backs, a name we're familiar with, Isaiah Abbey, uh, moves on, uh, linebacker uh, Dang Tran and uh, Jerome Robinson, wide receiver. They're also replacing their starting quarterback this year. Very similar to some of these other county teams we're used, uh, used to seeing. Coach Brett Vavro in his sixth season at 21-32 and 32 overall. Uh, that's uh, and, and so we'll have to see what – Sprayberry has to offer. They do have a young, a good young quarterback, a very talented guy by the name of Kamari Nix. They've got a receiver. Uh, Mark Manfred also plays defensive back. He's made a couple of highlight level interceptions, so that'll be interesting to see who he lines up against uh, in the river in the uh, as he lines up in the secondary against those River Ridge wide receivers. They've got a couple of big offensive linemen, Fernando Baker and Troy Beverly, going. Uh, 6'3", both of them, but 285, 290. And then an exciting wide receiver, a speedy guy in Darius Galliard, who's uh, 6'2", 217, so a big wide receiver there. Can Sprayberry exploit River Ridge's secondary? Nobody's done it yet. No. <laughs> I'm going to leave my predictions uh, uh, to be seen. I think this is going to be a great matchup. Let me say go one ahead, other Will. thing. Go ahead, Will. I, since, I, you're, since you're the River Ridge fanboy now, go ahead. I did not give enough credit to <laughs> a couple of defensive players. Ethan Anderson's one I want to point out. Three sacks on the year. This was a River Ridge defensive line that coming into this year – I thought would be underperforming compared to what we've seen when anchored by Brian Bradley and Hunter Coleman and, and the likes of those guys, right? I was wrong. I thought the Hillgrove game showed that to some extent, but I was willing to put it more on Hillgrove not being prepared than I was the other way around. Sure. I, I redact that statement. I think now it is that River Ridge's defensive line is very solid. I think they are up to the task. And when you have a defensive line that's up to the task, your defensive backs are very, they're, they're a very, it's, it's helpful. You don't have to cover for that long. You cover for three, four seconds and your job's done. And like we mentioned, the talent to me is, is above and beyond Andrew hand. Um, you, you know, we mentioned MJ Ayers a little bit earlier, those guys at, at both corners right now. I think they have a solid secondary. I just don't see them getting picked apart by Sprayberry. There is, there are teams out there that could do it, but to me, it's not Sprayberry. Sprayberry may be a little bit more athletic than Pope, maybe on par with Hillgrove. Yeah. 
We'll find out on Friday night, Will. Uh, as we mentioned, we are going to have a trivia question, so Art, I will have to ask you to look away from the screen. Okay. This is the 14th season of River Ridge football. How many times has River Ridge started 2-0? Three. Five. What? Yep, five times. Only one playoff appearance in those seasons. But yeah, they have, 2020. Uh-huh, but they have started the season 2-0 five times. Is that when they were playing those mountain schools, Will? Uh, well, kind of. And it's also... They that didn't, ha- that they, didn't count. They've gone 3-0 and four times, but the story's still the same. Only one playoff appearance out of those four times. Were they playing a postseason schedule in those seasons? I didn't go that far into uh, it. Okay, <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I, I would imagine not. Maybe they were. Maybe. I, I remember when River Ridge opened up. Yeah. And I, you know, we were kind of paying. I think Coach uh, Robert Brock was a head coach yes. uh, back then, and uh, he did have a uh, a couple of successful seasons. I, I did not recall how many. So I stand corrected. The Ridge uh, little, doing a little bit better than I thought. There you go. Well, we're going to take it to another break. When we come out on the other end, we'll talk about the Sequoia Chiefs and get you ready for their matchup against Cedartown this week. Give us just a minute, and we'll be back. Feed all the hungry people in your life at Culver's of Hickory Flat. Their signature butter burgers are fresh, never frozen, and the frozen custard is the perfect treat. Culver's of Hickory Flat is locally owned and operated by local people who care about our community. Their passion for fresh food is as strong as their love for the community. They're proud of where they're located and how their local roots have made them who they are. Get fresh food now at Culver's of Hickory Flat, 6778 Hickory Flat Highway. Piedmont Mountainside Hospital has been a leader of quality medical care in Georgia with the second longest straight A leapfrog rating in the state for 14 consecutive years and consistently ranking in the top five Atlanta hospitals in patient excellence. Piedmont offers a wide range of services and specialties, including imaging, cardiac rehabilitation, and general surgery to meet the acute and long-term needs of the community. In addition, Piedmont Mountainside offers 24-hour emergency and intensive care in Jasper and in LJ. Choose Piedmont Mountainside. Real change lives here. Welcome back to the Cherokee County Football Blitz podcast. I'm Will Cooper, joined alongside Arthur Mosley, getting you ready here for another Friday night. An awesome slate of games coming up for our Cherokee County teams, getting ready to go into week three. We appreciate you all for being with us and tuning in with us on Friday nights on WLJ as well. Moving into Sequoia now, uh, 0-2, but I liked what I saw. An overtime loss to Raven Gap last week. Once again, Raven Gap, that team that we didn't know what to expect coming in, Part of that, North Carolina independent schools. They, they played a team out of uh, Chattanooga, Tennessee, and Baylor and lost as the opener for them. Moving forward, they're going to play a North Carolina-based schedule. It, it's hard to tell where they're at. Uh, I liked what I saw out of Sequoia, though, a good mix. Um, they had a couple of injuries they had to go through, battled through them very well. Uh, I think the bright spot for Sequoia is not a surprise. Jackson Hancock ended the game with three touchdowns. Huge part of their offensive attack. Um, I, I just wish that there that that we could get a better grasp of where Sequoia is in our sect of Cherokee County, and I'm not sure that this week's opponent will allow us to find that answer. Well, before we talk about before I t- we get into this week's opponent, will I, I again to your point? Looks like Sequoia was able to get back to do what they love to do, and that is run the football. Uh, Jackson Hancock, as you mentioned, Tyler Bell looked pretty good. Uh, Asante Chamanda, a yep. name we have not mentioned before. Cruz Wright, a name that we had mentioned, uh, yep. but we saw him get some touches on Friday night for the Chiefs. And look, Sequoia was up by 14 points in, in that game and couldn't hold on. Again, maybe a couple of uh, unfortunate, untimely injuries that uh, changed the course of that game for the Chiefs. And then they fall up, fall, you know, in overtime, get the short end of the stick. But 
improvement. And I think that's what you want to see from week one to week two improvement. And I know that, that our good buddy Dave Garner is going to disagree with me on this one about Raven Gap and the quality of opponent. But I think this is a, a different team than the 1947 team that Dave Garner saw in person uh, uh, back, uh, you know, 60 years ago. So, right. uh, and I, 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 I kid, it's easy to It's been pick. 75, by the way. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> 60 years ago from 1947 is 2007. Okay, well, you know what I meant. Yeah, I, I got it's, you. It's, I'm just trying to make sure everybody knows Dave Garner is like old enough to be Ancient. Out. Yeah. 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 Very gray. Very yeah. old. Yeah. <laughs> very rotund. But uh yeah, Will, I I think that's that's something that Sequoia can can hang their hat on in a, a run game and uh that looked a little more effective and, and looked like they were able to get some things going. The question is, will they be able to take that on the road? They've been at home the first two weeks in the friendly confines of Skip Pope Stadium. And this week, they've got to go on the road to face an unfamiliar opponent, okay? Un- unfamiliar to Cherokee County. I did not – normally, I do my homework to see if these guys have ever played a county team. I have not – I did not do that this week. If they played a team from the county, it would either be Cherokee or probably the Canton Greenies, who I love to, to go back and refer uh, but Cedartown, uh, one of the top programs in the state. This is a team that played for the Class 4A state title last year. Uh, they return a lot of talent. We'll go ahead and start talking about them, Will. Two of their top returners, Harlem Diamond. That's right, Harlem Diamond is their leading rusher from last year. He returns. Patrick Gardner, their third leading back, also returns to the year for this year. And a quarterback, Reese Tanner, also returns now Cedartown is a not a mirror image but a very similar offense they're not going to pass the ball a whole lot Reese Tanner senior quarterback has only thrown the ball 11 times in two games they love to do it on the ground well this is a team that rushed for over 4,200 yards last year so they know what they do and they do it well they know their identity coach uh, Jamie Abrams over there in his third season where is Cedartown in your top 10 for 4a they're the number one ranked number team. Number one team, yeah, yeah. okay. And may, people may not agree with that, but uh, I, I think they're right there where they need to be. Well, to answer your history question, they have played. They played uh, the Canton Greenies, as you mentioned, for an eight-game series. That series was in favor of Cedartown, five and two and one tie. They have also played Etowah. Other than that, they have not played any of the Cherokee County teams that we know and love today. Look at Will with the research. So there you go. Quick facts. Look at you, man. Yeah, you know, I can, I can drum something up. Facts uh, Cooper over there. There you go. That's a better <laughs> name than what I normally get. So, but yeah, you know, I'm, I'm with you. I think, I think we kind of live in a bubble. We talked about this even a little bit uh, off air. Sometimes we live in a bubble of Cherokee County where we don't appreciate the teams that are as close to us as we should. Uh, this is a team out of Polk County that is tough. They're the same county as Rock Mart, too. Yes. And Rock Mart's a very similar story. They're two storied programs who go back and forth. It's gonna be it's gonna be hard-nosed physical football over there. Sequoia typically lives up to the challenge of that with that offensive style they run. I hope they can. They're gonna have to lean a lot on Brady Curl. They're gonna have to lean a lot on those linebackers that have done very well for them over the first two games. And I said this a couple of weeks ago and maybe even last week. For Sequoia, no reason to hit the panic button. The schedule that they have set themselves up for is incredibly difficult in these these out-of-region games. For me, I just want to see improvement. I just got to see improvement week over week over week. They absolutely improved from week one to week two. I need to see that improvement continue. So I don't expect them to win. I don't think any any proponents would expect them to win. But just the continuation of improvement would be something that I need to see from them. If they go in there and pull up an upset, 
that's fantastic. I'm all for it. And, you know, they're going to round out the region or their out of region schedule with Cherokee, who we're going to learn a lot more about coming up in, uh, you know, this Friday with when they play Woodstock. But they're really setting themselves up to face all sorts of different teams. They faced a team in Lambert that was more of a wide open offense, put up 41 points against them, came in against Raven Gap, closed that a little bit, right? Only lost by a touchdown and in overtime. So you got to put that parentheses on it. Going to face a hard nosed run first physical team in Cedar Town. They're going to turn around and play another wide open style offense in Cherokee. I, I think they're going to run the full gamut of it before they hop into the region schedule. I like the way they did that. I, I, I really I really think that it will benefit them in the long run. And once again, this is a Sequoia team that we've seen start the season 0-4, 0-5 before, and they have made the playoffs and been successful. So no reason to panic yet if you're Sequoia, but just understand that the task that you are up to this week is uh, it's a high mark. It'll get you ready to play Rome. Let's put it like that. Absolutely. I mean, you're going up there to face a fight in Nick Chubbs in Cedartown, like you said, Polk County. Well, one more player I want to mention that I think if Sequoia's going to have any kind of success, got to find a way to block Eli Barrow. This young man for Cedar Towns linebacker has already 26 solo tackles. All right, just a tackling machine over there. Uh, and so you got to block him because he's probably going to be very disruptive if you can't uh, if you can't put a hat on this young fella. So I, I, like you, I don't think the, it's the pan, it's no reason to hit the panic button yet. I think improvement week over week is what you need to see out of all of our Cherokee County teams as we as we round out this non-region portion of the schedule so Cherokee good experience for these kids go over to play to Polk County play a, a top-ranked team in Rock Mart uh, excuse me in Cedartown I'm gonna get yeah. I, I'm gonna, oh, that's gonna a mistake trouble now. that's a Freudian slip good grief uh, <laughs> uh Cedartown already beat Rock Mart in yep. that in that Polk County rivalry game uh early to, to start off the season but uh yeah I am interested to see how well this the out. I mean, this might be a quick game. Will both teams love to run the ball? It might be over by nine four nine thirty. Yeah, might be on the bus headed back. It's a long trip over there. I'll tell you that for sure. Uh, for that reason, Sequoia number four on my power rankings. Number four. Yeah, number four. Liked what they did against Raven Gap. Okay, well, I, well, I'm keeping Sequoia at number five. I think that's where I had yeah. them last week, and yep. that's where they stay at number five. All right, time for trivia. Sequoia lost in overtime last week. But when was the last time there was a varsity overtime game at Skip Pope Stadium? This is a bone for all the Sequoia fans. Varsity overtime games, probably, I, I don't remember the year, but I think it was a triple overtime game, and I think they beat one of their county rivals, and I think it was on like a field goal that had to be re-kicked, if I had to guess, and maybe 2016, Will, one of the only few times that Sequoia Who would ever- be that county opponent? Oh, the Grizzlies, the Creekview. He is exactly right. On September the 16th of 2016, in triple overtime, Sequoia kicked a field goal that had to be re-kicked <laughs> because of a misplacement 29-26 to victory over Creekview. Interesting game because I think Sequoia thought they had won that game. Yep. And, and it's one of those things where it, I, I think if you're Coach Teeter, you're like, you got to be kidding me. Yep. <laughs> but they, they, they come back and, and make it they happen. They do win. So, yeah, yes. that, was a, that was an easy one for me, Will. That was an easy one. Well, good job. That was that's a deep dive. That was a, that was a very good job on your <laughs> part. So I'm very impressed with that. So that puts you at one and three on the uh, on the trivia. Yeah, thirty three percent. I'd be in the Hall of Fame if we were playing baseball, wouldn't I? Hey, you know, <laughs> baseball's always <laughs> different. Well, let's hit another break. When we come back on the other end, we'll talk about the Woodstock Wolverines and get you ready for their first intercounty matchup of the year. Give us just a minute, and we'll be back. 
at Schottenkirk Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram in Canton, we thank you for the privilege of selling cars and trucks in North Georgia. And that's why we make it our mission to give back to our community. I'm David Booth, General Manager, and during the past few years, we've raised over a million dollars for the Cherokee County School System through our Wrangler Raffle, plus sponsoring a special award for our Teacher and Coach of the Year. Yes, we want to sell you a vehicle, but when you do buy from us, know that we're giving back to our community. Schottenkirk Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, Liberty Boulevard at I-5. 75 Canton. There's been so much talk about distracted driving, you're probably sick of hearing about it. Well, we'd rather you be sick of hearing about it than lose your life doing it. The caring staff with Sosby Funeral Home in Canton reminds you that we all have to go sometime, but don't rush it. Wait your turn and don't drive distracted. Keep your hands on the wheel, your eyes on the road, and make sure you stay alert and arrive alive. Drive safely and help us protect our teens. They're the only future we've got. Brought to you by Sosby Funeral Home. Honoring life from 191 Jarvis Street in Canton. Welcome back into the Cherokee County Football Blitz podcast. We appreciate you all for being with us here whenever you're listening to this, whether it be Wednesday when it comes out, Thursday, the full day before or after, and then Friday, getting you ready for kickoff or anytime after. I don't know why you'd listen to it after per se, but you're always welcome to listen to it. It's there for your listening pleasure. Let's talk about Woodstock versus, well, let's talk first about Woodstock versus Hiram. Uh, Woodstock lost the game nine to 49. Uh, I think that this was a bit of a shock even for me. Um, I, I still liked Woodstock coming into this game. I was willing to put the stock in Osborne being better than what we thought, as opposed to, to Woodstock having as big of problems. Um, I do think Woodstock has some problems. Uh, a couple of good notes out of Woodstock, Adonis Garcia was back played yes. most of the game yes. looked like he was back to normal so that is crisis averted for them he's a huge part of of their plan offensive and defensively but he is okay um the other interesting note was tyler hoff uh, got the nod as the starting quarterback instead of dan cuomo or peyton lynch we'll have to see what they do moving forward with that uh that's that's about it i mean you know you talk about the score nine to 49 it's just tough sledding right now for the Wolverines. Obviously, these games are, are the games to get better and improve. Hopefully, there's some improvement being seen over there. Um, and and that's really that's really all I have to say about it. You know, looking ahead to this week, they're going to be playing Cherokee, who's coming in 0 2 as well. But you can't really look at the record. Cherokee's quality of opponents been a little bit better than what I would say Osborne and Hiram are. Um, so for Woodstock fans, hang in there, hang tough. You know, I think right now it's just trying to figure out those answers. But you still have a couple games to figure out those answers before you jump into the region. Yeah, real. Well, uh, Rome was not built in a day. Yep. Right. You just get. You know, takes a little time to even turn the Titanic around. If I can uh, steal a a, a line uh, there, but. Woodstock does have a lot of work to do. They got their work cut out for them. We know that. I think Coach Hoff knew that before he took the job coming in there. And and right now they're just uh, they're probably just a little uh, on the short end of the stick in terms of of depth and building that up. And that's going to take a couple of years. You know, yeah. I think we've seen um, you know we've seen teams turn it around. We, you know, we said you know it's taken Coach Kemper three years, and it and and even for those first two, it seemed like. You know, for some people, oh, you know, what's going on with Etowah? You know, when you have coaches who have won games in other places, uh, that doesn't always guarantee success, but it, it, it lets me know that these guys know how to coach. Um, and so I, I think, you know, my message, if I had a message for, for, for the Woodstock players, is to keep trusting your coach and for yes. the fans that, you know, have some patience, okay? Have a little patience and 
and you know it's, it's probably tough to look across the street and seeing your you know town lake rival have a lot of success i can't i can only imagine we don't we don't live in that neck of the county but i can only imagine what that looks like and it's so you know it, it just takes a little bit of patience and and improvement week by week and i think that's something we've talked about with all of the county teams that are sitting at 0 and 2 right now got to see some improvement as you mentioned we'll see how that quarterback uh, battle turns out it's got to get somebody they've got to get someone in there who can give them some consistency and whether that's Cuomo whether that's Lynch whether that's Hoff I think right now they're just searching for some answers and and um and we hope they find them yeah you know as you know uh, you know as as they round out their their non-region schedule and I'm sure Cherokee hopes they do not find them this week right um um, but it, yeah, it's it's tough sledding right there, right now for Woodstock. And and the first thing is first is you got to find a way defensively to stop somebody. Uh, it, I think in their two games, the the Wolverines are allowing you know uh, about forty seven and a half, forty seven points a game. And I don't I don't care uh, who who you have offensively. You know it's tough to outscore somebody uh, fifty two to forty seven week in and week out. So that's 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 you know first and foremost has got to figure out a way defensively to stop some of these teams. And some of that is offensive consistency. If you can get your defense to 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 get some rest and if you can make some things happen in the special teams. So, so th- those are things that I, this is no secret, no surprise that that Coach Hoff is telling these guys these same things. Sure. And and um, you know again nobody's I, I don't think these kids aren't going in there trying to throw incompletions and they're not going in there trying to, to run, you know, trying to, 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 uh, not tackle anybody. This is not the case. You know, these guys are putting forth the effort. And I think that's all that you can be asked right now coming into this week. What do we, we need to see, man, I, I would love to see Woodstock continue to try and establish a run game to take some pressure off of that quarterback. If that's something they can do, I think that's a win. I mean, even if it's for a quarter or a half, just that, Hey, we, we have some improvement going on here and, and that's what it's going to take, you know. They're, you know, outside of the other county teams whose, you know, whose opponents are are have losing records. You know, Woodstock and Cherokee's opponents are undefeated. You know, Cherokee's opponents are undefeated. Woodstock's are three and one. So, yeah. uh, it's an interesting stat. I know it doesn't tell the whole story, but you know that maybe there's something to the, to the teams they schedule who we thought, oh, these are these are teams that are right on our on par with us. Maybe those teams have turned the corner. And, you know, certainly that might be the case next year for Woodstock, but uh, we'll, we'll wait and see next week. And we don't have up, we don't have updated stats as of, as of our recording uh, for, for the Wolverines, but we know that Isaiah Payton and, and, um, and Mr. Sally at running back over there are, are getting the bulk of the carries and, and uh, you know, it was Como and then it was, it was Hoff. And so we'll see who gets to play this week, but, you know, see if we can establish a run game keep what we think, like you said, is a wide open Cherokee offense, you know, and, and again, I think these are two teams that don't mind slinging the ball around when they, when they, when they can, they'll both work out of the shotgun. And, and I expect, you know, at, at some point, you know, Woodstock's going to put up more than, than eight and a half, nine points a game. And, and it could be this week against, you know, again, a Cherokee comes out here kind of, you know, rolling their eyes. Oh, we get to play Woodstock. Mm-hmm. You know, this, they're, they're excited to play these guys. So we can't, uh, you know, we can't put anything past it. And we saw last year a, a Cherokee team that should have, you know, uh, as we thought, should have put to bed uh, uh, an Etowah team. But yeah. Etowah uh, came to fight, and I would expect a similar fight from Woodstock this week. Yeah, I think I think the biggest difference in, in this matchup has to be that it's at Cherokee is point number yes. one. Yes. And, and point number two is 
what's you know your your defense and your offense we talk about them kind of separately but they all work together if your offense can't hold the ball for more than three or four plays you're going three and out you're you're putting your defense in such a bad position same thing defensively if you can't stop a team but you know once or twice and they're putting up that many points like you just mentioned uh, you you put your offense at such a disadvantage they don't even get to run the normal offense mm-hmm. everything has to be hurry up quick pressure you need to just allow both sides of the ball to settle in at some point somehow it has to happen so uh, for me it's it's a it's a total team effort right now there's not one side of it that i need to see improve it's got to be on both sides and and it's got to happen in a big way pretty soon now like you mentioned maybe Hiram ends up being a much higher quality opponent than we think and osborne i think is probably higher quality than than what they have been in the past already it just it's tough losing by 39 and then 40 in back-to-back weeks i know it's hard for the woodstock kids i know it's hard for the fans but i'm with you i, I think you stay the course coach hoff has a pedigree of winning um and and i think i think all it takes is to look over at their brother in etowah and see that i mean you know two bad seasons for etowah and here they are in the third season started out two and oh we'll see what ends up happening with it but Turnarounds happen all the time. You just have to give them time in the program and allow them to implement what they need to implement. And it starts from a very young age. Anytime we talk about these long-tenured coaches, they always say it always starts with the youth program and making sure that they understand what we're trying to implement because you cannot teach an offense to somebody over the course of of a summer. You need more time with that, and they need to be comfortable with it. Absolutely. Moving on to the trivia question for the Woodstock Wolverines. Woodstock made their furthest run into the playoffs in 2008. What was their record to start the year? Oh, 2008. Yikes. I was went to the quarterfinals with Coach t- Mike O'Brien. Coach Mike O'Brien, their starting quarterback was probably Taylor Trotter, Tanner Trotter, and they lost to Camden County, if I'm not mistaken, that year. <sighs> Wow. I think they started out 0-3, Will. Started out 0-2 with losses to Kell and McEachern. Okay, well, I'm getting a little bit better as we go on with these. Just wanted to throw that out there in case anybody was all doom and gloom about just being (laughs) 0-2. There are plenty of successful teams. That was the furthest Woodstock's been into the playoffs, so just wanted to throw that out there. I have no further comments on this game, Will. Yeah, the only comment I have, Woodstock at 6 in my power ranking. Yeah, I, I, they're at six as well for me. So River Ridge one for me yes. and you. Yes. Etowah two for me and you. Yes. Cherokee at three for me, four for you. Yes. Sequoia at four for me, five for you. Yes. And then Woodstock at six for both of us. Right. I mean, we couldn't be too much alike because Dave Garner is going to continue to accuse us of like... Bickering like a, yeah. quote, old married couple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, let's hit the break. When we come in on the other end, we will talk about Creekview, and we will review their game against Hillgrove last week. Give us just a second, and we'll be back. With Northside Hospital, you can look forward to new beginnings, look ahead to comeback seasons, and look up for hope and strength. Northside welcomes you into our community of care, guided by one clear direction, a mission to heal. Led by our expertise in maternity, heart, cancer, orthopedics, and more. You can move into tomorrow with confidence. For a healthier future together, look to Northside Hospital. 
Welcome back into the Cherokee County Football Blitz podcast. We're getting ready to talk about the Creekview Grizzlies, and the way we're going to do this is we're going to review the game last week, and we have a couple of coaches' interviews that we teased at the beginning with Coach Williams and Coach Stevenson. We're looking forward to speaking to both of those gentlemen here in just a minute, and then on the other end, we will give our thoughts on the actual game. So uh, let's start with the review. Like we mentioned, Creekview lost to Hillgrove 6-10. to Tough loss. I mean, there's no other way to put it. Um, you know, I think Creekview ended up turning the ball over three or four times. Um, it's hard to win a game like that. I know they had a ton of penalties as well. Um, you're talking about an offense right now. It's very similar to 2020 is, is the way that I'm, I'm approaching Creekview right now, where the, the defense is what it is. I mean, you gave up 10 points to Hillgrove, you know, even, even to – Cambridge, you know, the 28's not necessarily a great number, but I still think Cambridge is a quality opponent, and your offense didn't help you out at all. So, like we just talked about in the Woodstock segment, you you have to work together. The offense has to help the defense sometimes, and they didn't. Um, but looking at this game, I think it's really more of, of, of things that can be fixed. Let me put it like this. I think Creekview is still the most talented team in the county. If it was based solely on, on talent, I think Creekview's number one. But the execution right now is lacking. The offense is, is a concerning point. I think the defense is still there. Um, going into this game against Calhoun, I, I, I don't really know what to think about them, but I'm, I'm concerned with Creekview and the offense. I'm hoping that those, those concerns are found to be unfounded by the time we finish our broadcast on Friday night. Well, Will, yeah, you mentioned the 2020 season, kind of the fits and starts, and I, I remember back on the – Football Fridays at the Tavern podcast, and we talked to Coach Williams. That was one of his his things is like, guys, we just got to clean up uh, a lot of these penalties. Uh, we were able to see some of that Cambridge game, a little bit of the the game against Hillgrove last week, where, uh, you know, Creepview not doing themselves any favors. And, again, we're going to go back to talking about sustaining drives, uh, the little things, the hidden yardage penalties that you like to talk about. Uh, you know, during our broadcast, the things that you don't see—the five-yard false start penalty that wh- where you may have picked up seven yards, but or illegal procedure or holding, whatever the might the case might be—those things really become drive killers, and they really um, have a negative impact on your defense, and and, and quite frankly, sometimes your offense. Because sometimes I, I think some of these kids, if if they haven't been in that position, they're like, "Oh, here we go again." You know, this is this is um, you know, it's it's it's. I think the benefit that Creekview has is, for for whatever reason, they they seem to have a pedigree or or an expectation of winning. Okay, and and we talked sure. about this again. We talked about Etowah. They the the team from the, this year's team, you know, the juniors or seniors have suffered through a couple of seasons where they haven't figured out how to how to win. Where Creekview's team kind of these these kids have been on the other end of the spectrum where they know and a little bit unfamiliar territory. Defensively, we this is interesting. You know, we talked about it. Is is Reed Anderson worth twenty eight points? I he was worth eighteen. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Obviously, it was worth more than we thought. <laughs> and uh, you know that that's a, it. It was a big plus to have him back. Um, and again, I don't know if if Hillgrove even at seven A is a level of Cambridge offensively at five A. Who who knows? Yeah. Um, th- this will be another five A opponent this week. Coming in, and we'll talk about their their opponent momentarily. Uh, but I, I think those those things that Creekview has to control what they can control, and the penalties uh, is is one thing that they've they've got to 
to address and and that's that's you know a, a discipline issue on some in, in some cases all right can we can we be focused mm-hmm. right focused enough that that um, we're not going to have these false start or or, or procedure penalties pre-snap yeah that, that has to be the mindset is you have to take care make the the main things are the plain things and part of that is the the penalties right mm-hmm. penalties are a upfront drive killer turnovers are the other one mm-hmm. and if you can clean up those two then maybe you don't score 35 points a game but maybe you get back to 21 yeah. and you're Creekview, def- Creekview doesn't have to score 35 no. points a game no they, 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 that they defense is good rarely enough rarely do they have to score 35 points a game yeah I'm with you uh, with all those reasons and I'm gonna get a lot of heat for this Creekview number five on my power rankings five yeah the way that I approach the power rankings is that if the season came if the, there was a game where I had to pick Sequoia versus Creekview right now which yeah. one would I pick at this at this spot with the turnovers and penalties all the things we just talked about I'm picking Sequoia and that's why they're four and Creekview is five yeah, we, we if it was based on talent, Creek be one. But to me, the talent's not 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 coming yeah, together right now. Yeah, potential is a dangerous word, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, Creek be number three still in my power rankings. Too too early to sound the horn. Yeah, that's I'll, not sounding the horn per se. It's yeah. just like I said. It it's just we're basing it off of totally the first two weeks. Sure. Okay. And I mean, you're talking about a team that's put up six points. Right. They're averaging three points a game. I mean. I know. Even if they're a great defense, they're one of the crazy. Holding, you know, holding Sequoia to seven, still a loss. And now I'm going to be called a Creekview homer, which has never been the case. Well, you know. I mean. I was it, promised gummy bears. I was going to bring gummy bears, right? That's what you said. I mean. They, it's, it's like a Travis Scott burger. It's just a promise that's never been fulfilled. They'll be, they'll be, in, the broad, <laughs> they'll be in the broadcast booth on... on we, Because, you know, we'll be in gummy country. Yeah. yeah we'll, we'll have the... Uh, and I'm gonna get a lot of love. We're gonna lose our press box spot. I'm telling you, I we are, aren't we? we yeah, are. I'm just keep running my mouth. About to about, be relegated to the visitor side. Oh my gosh, we're on the on the roof. Yeah, I mean, even even worse. Even worse. Ladder. All right, I'll stop my Creekview bashing right there. I still have the Grizzlies ranked at number three. Will I think they have the best defense in the county? Still, I don't. I don't think there's any doubt about that. And I think the offense is going to catch up. And if they were playing any other county team right now, I think they would beat. Cherokee, Sequoia, and Woodstock. That's why I have them ranked number three. I can see why you'd say that. I just don't tend to agree. Well, to break up this bickering that we have going on, Coach Williams is on the phone right now. Let's hit a quick break, and we come back on the other end. We'll talk to the head coach of the Creekview Grizzlies. At Foundation Financial Insurance and Wealth Management, we believe that your insurance protection and wealth management plan go hand in hand. We start by shopping your insurance with highly rated companies to find you the best combination of price and protection. With that plan in place, we can then work with you to develop a tailored financial plan. Whether you need to save money on insurance or you need a full financial plan, call us at 678-880-9571 or come by 250 East Main Street, Suite 104 in Canton for a no-obligation consultation today. Securities and advisory services offer Packerland Broker Services Incorporated, unaffiliated entity, member FINRA and SIPC. Thank you for joining us once again on the Cherokee County Football Blitz. Joining us now is the head coach of the Creekview Grizzlies, Coach Trevor Williams. Coach, thank you for being with us. Thanks for having me, guys. Always appreciate being on. Absolutely. I got Art here with me, but I'm going to ask the first question here. And the first one's probably the most obvious. It is your home opener. How big of a difference does the crowd make for your team coming this Friday? Man, I... You know, being a Creekview alumni, you know how big a difference it makes. Uh, excited to get in front of the home fans and uh, get back inside the friendly confines of the Grizzly Den 
we couldn't be more excited. It's going to be senior night for us. So looking forward to a great night Friday night. Coach, I'm glad you bought the fact that Will is an alumni of Creekview. I mean, he's always slanted to you guys. And so, you know, I don't like to do this. I don't like to do this, but I have to play the other side of the coin here. So I can't be a Creekview homer, Coach. Uh, but but in all seriousness, let's let's talk about uh, you. You guys right now find yourself in an unfamiliar uh, spot at 0-2. Uh, but we've seen improvement from week one to week two, or at least from the outside looking in, we've seen improvement what what's the overall atmosphere like for you guys as will mentioned just on your team in your locker room coming into this first this uh this home opener and and how are the guys responding this week uh coming after a hard a hard uh, hard played game last friday night sure i think there's a a sense of urgency i think that's a testament to the the program that's been built here through al morrell and and terry crowder and adam carter and and now this group um you know, they, they don't expect to be 0-2. We don't expect to be 0-2 either, and uh, that sense of urgency is there. They've responded unbelievably well, uh, like I knew they would, and uh, just come back to work and, and get going in the right direction. Coach, one of my favorite things we get to do on the podcast is talk about the players. Um, I know that, that last year you guys started a ton of sophomores and juniors, so we're going to know a lot of the names. But can you give us a couple of kids who, who we may not have on our radar right now that we need to keep an eye out for on Friday night? Uh, yeah, we've got several. I think Cal Schubert on offense is one. Uh, slot wide receiver. Um, got banged up, didn't play Friday night, but uh, really explosive lacrosse player, multi-sport kid. Um, going to be a big weapon for us when he gets back. Um, defensively, you know, it's a lot of the the familiar names. Uh, Andrew Adams had a big interception at corner in the Cambridge game. He's a name that will pop up. Josh Tootin at safety. Uh, Lee Brock is a name that you heard a little bit last year. Playing on both sides of the ball has split time between safety and wide receiver right now. Uh, and those are just a couple. Um, and then offensive line-wise, you know, again, a lot of familiar faces, but we've had a, a little position battle with Cooper Knopf and Fernando Zarita uh, on the right side at tackle, and both those guys are, are taking huge strides week to week. Coach, we saw your defense make some big strides from week one to week two. From your team overall, we know that you're playing Calhoun, and that's not a non-region game, and, and your your goal probably is more or less, hey, let's get better, but – what metrics or what improvements are you looking for out of your team this week that might not be so evident to the average fan? Sure. Um, well, the, it starts with, with not beating ourselves. I mean, when you have 12 penalties for 130 yards and you turn the ball over four times, it's going to be really hard to be successful um, offensively. And then, you know, I've got to do a better job as the head coach of making sure that, that we fit the puzzle together right the right way and um, – Looking forward to getting some guys back healthy and uh, continuing to make those strides and want to be able to run the football a little better. You know, we've played two really, really good defenses uh, in Cambridge and Hillgrove. And um, for us to be successful in the, in the long run in the region and hopefully into the playoffs, we're going to have to be able to run the football better. And, Coach, I want to talk about another defense you'll see this week in Calhoun. Calhoun obviously has a pedigree. Um, I know they're a classification lower, but given their pedigree, you can't read too much into the classifications here. What kind of challenges do the Yellow Jackets present, and, and what's your plan to kind of counteract those? Well, anytime you play a, a team that's in the mix for a state title year in and year out, I don't care if it's single A, 
5A, 6A, or 7A, you're going to get teams that are very, very talented and extremely well coached. And uh, this group on film, they lost a bunch of seniors from last year's team that, that played for a state title. But you can tell that the guys they've plugged in are, are system guys. They, they go to where they're supposed to go. They're extremely well coached. The tailback they've got presents a huge challenge. Um, so they're not going to beat themselves. They're going to make you earn everything you get. And uh, we're looking forward to it. When we put this non-region schedule together, there was a purpose behind it. Um, and, and it was to get you battle-tested for a tough region and, and hopefully a playoff run. Coach, you talk about being battle-tested that day. It'll be a great test for you guys. Coach, is there any message that you want to send out to your fan base in, in terms of the home opener? I know typically uh, me living in this area and being around the, the uh, in and out of the Grizzly Den from time to time, I know nobody really has to tell anybody to show up, Coach, but what kind of atmosphere are you expecting on Friday night for you guys? Man, my message is the same as it always is. Show up and support these kids. They they work so extremely hard, and um, they give everything they have every Friday night, and especially for our seniors on senior night. I'd love nothing more than for it to be standing room only. I know Calhoun's going to travel well, and uh, looking forward to just an absolutely electric atmosphere. I know Dr. Pruitt and, and Mecca Gant have been messing around with the new LED light system, and they're looking forward to a great show and uh, fun stuff with, with that thing. And, um, man, it's just going to be a great Friday night for high school football. Coach, I think that's that's all the questions all we got. had for you. And we appreciate you, as always, spending time on the Cherokee County Football Blitz. We're excited that we're going to be in the Grizzly Den broadcasting this game. And, and Coach, you probably already know we've, we've heard that, that Coach Stevenson has done his homework on the, on the Grizzlies. And so we expect a, a well-played, hard-fought game. And, uh, man, we wish you just a little bit better luck than we wish them. How about that? <laughs> Yes, sir. I appreciate it. We'll take it. That was the voice of Coach Trevor Williams there talking about his team and getting ready for Calhoun. But following him right now is Coach Stevenson. Give us just a second and we'll get him on the line. So give us a quick break and we'll be back. When you are the official sponsor of the comeback, adding a few feet to a drive matters. First down. So does shaving a tenth of a second off a lap. Top-rated surgery, physical therapy, and motion analysis by the sports medicine team at Children's Healthcare of Atlanta helps young athletes not only prevent injuries, but heal faster and return stronger, ready to win. Our more than 25 orthopedic and sports medicine locations are ready to assist your athletes' comeback. To learn more, visit chhoa.org sportsmed. Thank you, everyone, for joining us back on the Cherokee County Football Blitz. Here with us now is Coach Stevenson, the head coach of the Calhoun Yellow Jackets. Coach, thank you for taking some time and being with us. Hey, thank you, all guys. Y'all do a great job. So it's a, uh, it's a joy to get on here and talk about, uh, talk about our program a little bit. Well, thank you, Coach. And uh, I've got Arthur Mosley here with me, but I'll ask the first question. Uh, you guys scheduled Woodstock a couple years ago, and you move into scheduling Creekview this year. Um, what has been the draw for, for you guys scheduling these Cherokee County teams? And, and I think for us as, as fans in Cherokee County, it's exciting to see a storied program like Calhoun coming over and playing some of our teams. Yeah, it's been exciting. This, these last couple of cycles, we've only had five region games. So that leaves us searching, and it's, uh, it's a difficult find uh, sometimes to try to find teams. Um, so I just started really calling everybody within about an hour radius and then stretch it out to an hour and a half and then end up with the Birmingham team last week. Uh, but the draw for all the, the guys around y'all is they love being able to come north. You know, most of their travel, they have to go east, west, or south 
so so they love being able to come north and stay out of stay out of the Atlanta stuff. So um, this 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 year, again, I caught all of them and we're lucky enough to to get with Coach Williams and and um, you know from what I from what I hear, you know they're one of the top teams or programs in in Cherokee County. So so we're excited to come down there. Coach, uh, you lost a lot of talent from your team a season ago. Guys like Peyton Law, Cole Spear, Gage Leonard, uh, an exciting quarterback in Christian Lewis. What's been the biggest key for you this year to getting some of your younger guys ready to fill, the, fill these roles? And and looked like even in, 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 I don't know if people keep up in Cherokee County, you guys had an exciting game over there in the Birmingham area last week, a 31-30 victory. Uh, but what's been the key to getting those guys prepared and ready to step into the big time for Calhoun? Yeah, you're right. We lost lost some good ones. Um, our, our fantasy football draft this week, and we, we, it's a keeper league. And I'm like, I wish I wish high schools would have a keeper league this <laughs> year. I turned in those names of Cole Spear and Quinn, and, and the, the the league commissioner rejected me. But um, <laughs> but no, you're right. We, we had a, a last year was a, a 22 senior group that was uh, a lot of them are two or three year starters. So uh, you know those guys leaving and. and and it's not necessarily young guys stepping up, but it's just guys who've never been pushing the fire. But it's been it's been super exciting for us as coaches because every day is a competition. You know, every day from from spring practice on was a competition of who was going to step up and take those roles, and it still is. You know, we're using these first five games as a um, obviously we're trying to win, but we're also trying to see what we can put on our, our guys and who's going to step up because those last five, you know, the region games are the most important. So. Um, we're still trying to figure out exactly our, our depth chart on, on offense, defense, and special teams. But that's what makes it fun. You know, last year we we, we knew we had talent. We knew everybody. We knew what they could do because they'd done it before. This year we don't know. Um, we, we know they're talented, but until they've been pushed in the fire, um, we didn't know how they would respond. And last week, or the last two weeks, you know, we didn't make the plays the first week against Western Trinity. We were right in the same situation last week. We got down 11 two times in the second half on the road at a, at a very cool place to play at Gardendale. Um, and, and in Alabama, you know, the, the band can play while you're playing, which is pretty pretty neat experience. So it was, it was very good for our guys going in that hostile environment, getting down at 11 uh, with their band, the fans, and coming back and finding a way to win. So uh, we found out a lot about a lot of guys last week, but the key is, you know, to keep building on that. When you talk about some of those guys, Coach, as, as Cherokee County folks, we don't necessarily keep an eye on Calhoun since they're not a region and, and not even really a, a classification opponent. But you guys have such a storied history as a program. How do you maintain that from year in and year out? I mean, you guys are coming off some some fantastic playoff runs here in the last handful of years. How do you maintain that success year in and year out? Well, if you'd have seen me four years ago, I've got a lot less hair um, trying to make sure <laughs> – trying to maintain that but it's it's really the the kids buy in and they buy in from a very young age um you know it doesn't matter who who the head coach is who the assistants are we know that the kids know how to win and, and they know what it means to, to put on that black and gold and get out there and uh you know those are your favorite kind of kids to coach yes the the four stars and the division one players are fun to coach but but the ones that keep your program going you know, not just necessarily having a good team, but keep that program going. Those guys who are, you know, ball boys and managers all the way up, and then they they get out there on Friday nights, and they just know what to expect. Um, you know, the tradition is there, and the expectation is there of um, of kind of following in the footsteps of guys that have come before. We talk all the time about 
cultivating for those younger generations and, and younger uh, younger teams. And I feel like the teams that have come before have done that for us, and hopefully, and that's another part of it that we're doing that um, doing that for the for the teams to come. Coach, uh, you, 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 as we mentioned, and, and we know you're coming down here to play Creekview this weekend, you're bringing with you, you talked about uh, some of those, uh, those guys. I want to ask you what challenges Creekview presents to you, but also want you to talk about a couple of your guys. And guys, I, I think that folks should know about, and, and you probably got several of them, but guys that stand out to me right now, uh, Trey, uh, Trey Townsend, your quarterback, an electric running back in Caden Williams and uh, Emory Winston, a, a really young, big but young tight end that uh, uh, will probably, in my opinion, be playing on Saturdays uh, when, it's, when it's all said and done. But I guess two-part question here. What are you looking for uh, out of those guys? And then what do you expect from Creekview here on Friday night? Yeah, I'll answer the Creekview question first. Um, like I said, I didn't know much about them. I went and heard uh, – Coach Williams talk at a, at a clinic just just to kind of hear what he had to say, and he obviously does a great job. I think he's got a really great program. They're an old, in, in my opinion, you know, not playing them. I feel like they're an old school type, um, hard nosed, physical football team. You look, it, I I feel like one of their strengths is probably the weight room. Um, that they appear to be very strong and physical up front. Our front six uh, on defense are, are very tough, and their offensive line is tough and good couple of running backs. So I feel like that's, that's kind of what, that's what we've been pushing to our kids to make sure that, that we're going to be able to match their physicality because I feel like that's going to be, um, that's their MO. That's what they hang their hat on of, of coming in and, and being a, a stronger football team, a physical football team than, than we are, or that their opponents are. So that's kind of the, the number one key. Obviously the quarterback's very good. You know, he's a young guy, but he's super talented. He can, he can do a little bit of both things with his legs and with his arms. So, um, and it's their home opener, so it, you know all we've got to be able to match their intensity, match their physicality, and and and, and weather the storm early because we know they're going to come out ready to play, and um, so we got to match that. As far as our kids, yeah, Trey Townsend, our quarterback, he's had a very good year. Um, he's been super talented. We had a two-year starter that graduated last year, so he he sat in the wings and kind of learned, um, you know, learned what to do, learned the offense and and how we do things, and he stepped right in, and he's he's actually. Um, done done better, you know, than, than we expected in, in the leadership standpoint. We knew he was talented, knew he was, uh, and he could make the throws and, and the reads. It's just when you've never been the actual quarterback, it's, it's a little bit different. He's done uh, a tremendous job, and like I said, not only making the throws and the reads, but but running the offense and leading the team. Um, Cameron Rush said, Caden Williams, our running back, he uh, he's a two-year starter for us. Um, very strong, physical. Works extremely hard on and off the field. He's had a has a very good year <clears throat> um, so far. Had a really good year last year, and uh, he's backed up the first two games. And Amari Winston is our tight end, defensive end, and uh, he's a he's a big target. He's um, a good player. He's just a sophomore, so it's one of those things that, that as much as we can put on him, that he can handle. We're we're going to try to roll him out there. Well, coach, uh, that's all the questions I got. Yeah, Coach, I, you know, I, we certainly appreciate you. I, I got to let you know, though, if you come down here to Cherokee County and beat another one of our county teams, you know, by 40, 50 points, we're going to put an APB out for you next time you're, you're traveling through south to uh, South Georgia in the playoffs. <laughs> Coach. Well, I, don't, I, don't, I don't foresee this game being that way. Uh, <laughs> I've, told our, I've told our kids to, uh, to ignore the record. Like I said, that's their home opener. 
senior night. And I, from from what we hear, it's a very cool place to play. They said it's the best student section in Cherokee County, and um, and we know several of the coaches that are on staff, so we know they're going to be they're going to be ready to go and ready to play. Um, like I said, we've got to be able to match their their intensity and their and their their physicality because that uh, they they seem like a very tough tough team. Well, coach, you've done your homework not only on the on the 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 guys on the field, but also just the atmosphere going into the Grizzly Den. We're excited to to take in Calhoun. I think it'll be a treat for the folks in Cherokee County who have not seen your program, a very storied program. And coach, this you guys are a team that made it played in the state finals last year in Class Five A. So uh, this is not uh, um, this is not a slouch coming in here to Cherokee County this week. Coach, we wish you safe travels as you guys come down here on Friday night. And, um, you know, good luck, but not too much good luck. All right? How about that? I, I understand. I understand. Thanks, guys. Uh, like I said, I always try to try to tune in when I can. Um, so I appreciate any coverage high school sports get. Y'all don't understand how um, how much it means to those those players and, and their parents. So we, we definitely appreciate it as coaches, people, people like y'all doing that. So thank y'all. Well, thank you, Coach. We appreciate you taking some time to be with us. Absolutely. That was the voice of Coach Clay Stevenson, the head coach of the Calhoun Yellow Jackets, as they're getting ready to head over to our part of town and take on the Creekview Grizzlies here in Cherokee County. Uh, wow. Coach Stevenson, a very informed guy about Cherokee County football. I was blown away by how much he knew about our programs and, and what was going on here in Cherokee County. Well, back-to-back great interviews. First of all, we, we let, let's give it up for the home team here. Yes, of course. Uh, thanks for Coach Williams for joining us. Not easy. You know, they're, they're sitting in a place they, they are not familiar with at 0-2 and, 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 and not easy sometimes to talk about it. But, again, I, I think I'd give all of our coaches kudos because anytime we've ever asked for an interview, whether they're undefeated or, or haven't won a game, they, they answer the bell and answer the question. So we appreciate them coming on. Uh, but like you, and so great to get a little insight of what's going on over there off Owen Store Road. This is a tough matchup for Creepview, and Coach Stevenson, knowing what he knows, or, or kind of getting an idea of what he knows from from what Creepview prides himself in mm-hmm. to the atmosphere to the, the the best student section in the county. Yeah, you know, uh, and so hey, I, hey Creepview student section, I think that might be a little bit of a challenge to sure. show up and show out yeah. on Friday night. Uh, uh, Will, we've talked about that ad nauseum. There's really, you know, I think there's been many pretenders, not a whole lot of contenders for that title of best student section. I think we, year in and year out, the uh, the Grizzly student section is 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 right up there at the top. Um, but man, what a what a tough matchup, and and a little bit of of humility from Coach Stevenson. Yeah, but he's not fooling us. No, that that is this is a program. Uh, look, he took over three years ago for for a legends from Coach Parsons. All he's done in three years is take his team to the state tournament and was in the state finals last year in Class Five A. So, uh, a very well coached. And oh, by the way, they also added a, 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 on their staff Coach Matt Land from Dalton. We didn't even get a chance to talk to him about that. Yeah, really. Coach Land is is one of the nicest coaches you'll ever meet. When he was at Dalton, and, and I had first started doing the broadcasts, he was a he's a top notch guy um you know hopefully he gets another head coaching nod if he wants it um but it was very good to see him land on calhoun i you know it's hard not to root for calhoun 
Uh, unfortunately, they are playing a Cherokee County team, so we can't root for them. Right. But very, very likable guy in Coach Stevenson Absolutely. and Coach Land. Uh, you know, uh, very. Sometimes you try to make them the bad guy, but I think this is a look at it as an <laughs> exhibition. It's a, it's uh, two programs that are full of very respectable men, and and I I really enjoyed the interview with Coach Stevenson for sure. Uh, let's jump in a little bit to the game. Sure. Um, first of all, Calhoun is is a very different horse compared to the to what we've seen from Creekview so far. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I know we talked about Cambridge. You know, fringe top ten team in five A. Calhoun's the real deal in five A. Uh, I mean, they're top five, if not higher than that. Yeah, it depends on who you ask. I think they're top five. But. <laughs> We're gonna have to get a Cooper rating. Uh, yeah, maybe I'll maybe I'll start doing that. <laughs> <laughs> but I think I think Calhoun's a little bit different of a opponent, and obviously the pedigree is a little different coming into to this game. Uh, Calhoun's come into Woodstock the last two years in, in a Cherokee County opponent that they've faced and really put it down on Woodstock. Um, I think Creekview's in a little better position to handle Calhoun than the past couple times that Woodstock has played them. But even with that knowledge, I mean, I, I think the, 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 the physicality of this game is going to be so unmatched. It's going to be a lot like Sequoia-Cedartown. I think both these games are going to be hard-hitting. There is a attitude about those Northwest Georgia teams that they just uh, <laughs> they just don't take kindly to the Metro Atlanta teams acting like they run the show. <laughs> ask Cartersville, ask Calhoun, ask Rockmart, ask uh, Cedartown, ask Rome, ask any of these guys. Uh, I think this is as close to a quality opponent as you're going to get to facing Rome. I think the the makeup of these teams is very similar. There's going to be some challenges here for Creekview, and it's going to challenge the defense. But but for me, like we talked about in the, in the review, it's got to be the offense. We got to see the offense score more. Averaging three points right now, only scored six on the year. You're going to have to give your defense at least a couple of scores, if not three or four, to make this game competitive. Well, you talk about Class 5A. It's a very loaded classification. Talk about uh, Cartersville, defending champ. Yeah. Uh, Warner Robins uh, yeah. got a pretty good Dutchtown team. Jones County, the Greyhounds, a pretty good team. I've got Calhoun actually outside of my top five, all the way down to eight uh, behind Jefferson and Ware County. Now, they could probably slide up any anywhere between, uh, you know, eight and eight and four, I think, is, is probably where they belong. Uh, a little shocked at that early season loss of Blessed Trinity, but this is a team yeah. that, as we talked to Coach Stevenson, is replacing a lot of starters. Uh, but they have the pedigree. He talked about the expectation, and not just from the superstars, but the kids that that want to be a Calhoun Yellow Jacket from day one. Right. And I think that's something that um, that that we don't necessarily get a lot of here in a lot of our our schools and I think maybe Creekview is probably close to it maybe Cherokee has been around you know for a long yeah. time but um, you know you just have it where we're closer to the metro we have a lot more I don't want to say transient necessarily population but you have a lot more kids moving in throughout where in Calhoun uh, I guess unless you're working for Mohawk or something like that then yeah. you're probably not getting a whole lot of a lot of move-ins there and that's my only reference you know, outside of Bucky's to Calhoun, but <laughs> I, I, you know, it, it uh, um, a North Georgia power will in a running back that is going to be imperative that Creekview tackles is Caden Williams, yeah. and he is he is uh, as advertised in the backfield for Calhoun. Uh, you got to they, they run a little bit of a wide open offense as well, and got a quarterback that can sling it around a little bit, like Trey Townsend. Like Coach said, he had to wait his time, and he did, and now he's able to plug and play real nice there for Calhoun. 
the front the front four for the Grizzlies, front three, front four has got to get pressure on Townsend, and it's got to make him feel very unwelcomed in Canton, Georgia. Yeah. Otherwise, it's going to be a long night for Creepview, and I think the defense can keep the minute. The question is, for Creepview, I, I think even if you can cal- hold Calhoun, which <laughs> they're averaging 28 points a game, so even if you can hold them under their average uh, 21, 17, you got to put some points on the board to win this game, and we we haven't seen that yet from the offense. We talked about a little bit what they need to do, clean up the penalties, sustain drives, get that running game going. If they can do those things, be more physical than Calhoun, all right? Yeah. This, you know, if those are the things I'm looking for out of Creepview this week, and and um, ah, you'll see my prediction soon enough. I think the game's winnable. I think I think that's the, the mark coming into this one. I don't think it's... Okay, all right, H- hang on now. You think it's winnable? Yes. This is a creepy team that lost to, by all anybody's rankings, an unranked mm-hmm. Cambridge team. Sure. And a Hillgrove team. All right. Yeah. And I'm just going to 518 versus 518. Sure. And this is also a Calhoun team that you said is probably a top five team. I think so. I, I, don't, I don't think anyone can argue that. Yeah. And now you're telling me this game is winnable. And you got to remember, I put Creekview fifth on my power ranking. All right, so you tell me Calhoun is overrated? Is that what you're telling me? No, 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 no. I think, (laughs) as a matter of fact, I think according to your rankings, I think Calhoun's underrated. Okay. The power rankings are solely based on what we've seen. Okay. I I do not put any stock into potential. It has to be if the season, if they played today, who would I pick against who? With that being said, I'm not saying I'm going to pick Creekview. You'll have to tune into the Northside Hospital Cherokee pregame show to find that out. What I'm saying is that the game is winnable. And the reason I say that is because when you talk about the talent that Creekview has and what they did last year and the people they are returning from last year, I think they they absolutely can make this not only a competitive game, but I think they can win largely because the issues that they have are self-inflicted. It is not an issue of talent. It's not even an issue of scheme. It's an issue of we do false starts. We had a holding. We fumbled a kickoff. We fumbled an extra point attempt. We did this. We did that. It's the little things. Now, how quickly can you turn those around? That's the question. But for me, it's the once again, the question for Creekview is not some grand, it doesn't have to be some grand answer. I think they have it. I think the pieces are there. You just got to, you just got to put it together. So do I think Creekview is going to put it together this week? I don't know. Do I think they have the potential to put it together? Absolutely. All right, that's a that's that's a fair assessment, Will. I think that's a fair. Hopefully, assessment. I rationaled my way enough to you. You you did a lot of pontificating on that one. All right, and it, it, I look again. You're going to have to find a way to slow down a back to rush for over 14 yards coming in here. Um, and you're going to have to find a way to establish your run game. I think there's other teams that would be much easier to do that against well, than well, the well, Calhoun Yellow Jackets. You got you got your your quick sheet there. Yep. W- what's Calhoun averaging on the year? Points. Points per game. 28. 28. So let's say... Allowing 33. Okay, yeah, okay, but uh, I, I don't, I don't, I'm not worried about that part right okay. now because Creekview's offense is, is struggling. Okay. Right. So let's take the def- let's take the offensive side for Calhoun compared to the Creekview defensive side. All right. 28. Is Creekview's defense seven points better than the teams that they've played? Yes. So 21's your mark. Okay. Now the question is, can Creekview's offense score 21 points against Calhoun? It can. How do they do that? They have to clean things up. It's not an issue of if they can. They absolutely can. They're just going to have to find a way to do it. So that's my point. It's winnable. Because I think your number's 21-24. 
but you got to go to your offense and say you got to find me two, three, four touchdowns somewhere, somehow. I don't care how you do it. Run the ball, run the triple option, run run the wishbone, flea flickers. <laughs> I don't care. But but you're gonna have to find me four touchdowns, three touchdowns, somewhere in there. It's that, that's the mark. If your defense overperforms from that, great. If they give up thirty five, uh, well, okay. So what? But that that's my point. I just I think it's winnable. I think it's really predicated on the defense and what we know about the defense and their defense living up to expectations. Turning around, the offense got to do something there. But once again, the power rankings, putting them at fifth is only because of what I've seen. But if they beat Calhoun, trust me, they're not going to be at five. If okay. they if they play okay. with Calhoun, they're not going to be at five. Okay. I, I just worry about them right now. If, from what I've seen, I think that if they played the way they played last week, Calhoun would beat them by 40. Okay. That's, <laughs> I mean, that's 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 pretty much all I have to say about that. Look, as Coach Williams pointed out, you as a Creekview alum, I know you're very passionate about this, Will. And uh, um, yeah, you make some, you make you make valid points. I'm not here to, I'm not going to argue those. I, I'm just, I'm looking forward to seeing a team that we, you know, we don't get to yeah. see very often, if if any. You know, this is this will be the tenth time that Calhoun has faced a opponent from Cherokee. Uh, just a quick rundown. They are two and they're, they they are three and two against the Canton Greenies, who no, are no longer in existence. Yep. Long before Coach Stevenson was born, and and I, you and I were born, they were zero uh, and two against Cherokee, mm-hmm. and they are two and zero against Woodstock. And so we'll see uh, this week. You know they'll make their tenth trip, uh, or tenth of, you know face a Cherokee County team for only the tenth time in in their school history, and. And Creekview, of course, facing the, the the Yellow Jackets for the first time, and and we'll see if if that defense lives up to its billing, and if the offense can can figure some things out this week. You ready for your trivia question? Is this a Creekview trivia question? It is. I don't know anything about the Grizzlies okay. other than they lost in triple overtime to Sequoia. You do know that Creekview started out zero and two twice, once in two thousand eight and once in twenty fourteen. What happened in both those seasons? Let's see, twenty two thousand and eight. Oh, wow. So you have an Al Morrell year and you have a Terry Crowder year. All right. And in 2008, I'm going to say they... The answer is the both same they, for both. All right, they went to the playoffs. Yep. All right. And in 2008, I don't remember if it was a first round, but in 2014, I'm going to say they got beat in the second round by the Tucker Tigers at home. They lost in the first round in both years. Oh. One was to Gainesville by five. Okay. That was 2014. And then in 2008, I believe it was to Pope by 14 or okay. something like that. Uh, but but my, my reason for including this is they've gone 0-2 twice, but they've never just gone 0-2. In both of those seasons, when they've gone 0-2, they actually go 0-3. Oh, wow. And there's another quick little trivia question. Trevor okay. Williams has never had more than a two-game losing streak at Creekview. Okay. Well, um. There's no saying, Will, that history doesn't repeat itself, but it certainly it does rhyme. Yep. So we'll see if it rhymes this week. Yep. Well, that's going to do it for us here on the podcast. We do want to invite you all to join us here on Friday night on WLJ 101.1 FM. We'll be starting off with the 7 p.m. kickoff show with the Northside Hospital Cherokee pregame show. You can find all of our predictions for these games here. So if you're following along with us, please tune in to that with kickoff at 7.30. Thank you again to all of our sponsors, and thank you everyone so much for listening. Once again, uh, if you ever see us out or if you want to send us a message, disagree with what we have to say, please let us know. You can find us at SportsWLJA. 
Um, and our respective Twitter accounts are always posted there as well. So if you want to send us an individual message to tell us how bad we are or how smart we are, you are always welcome to do so. But we're looking forward to seeing everybody Friday night. Art, I'm looking forward to being back with you on Friday night as well, my friend. Well, we made it through an entire game as a whole broadcast crew last yes. week, and that was exciting. It was great to have Dave in the in the booth. We missed Ronnie on the spot, and um, this week we'll see if we can carry the torch again. We've we've been treated. I, I, I know maybe the the first game wasn't as close as some would like, but we treated been treated to some great competition in the first few weeks, and I'm expecting the same thing in our broadcast this week. Excited to to see the to be in the Grizzly Den to see a, 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 a historically. Um, a Georgia football historical power. I guess that's the word I'm trying to see. Sure. And 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 an up and comer in Creekview, like a team that's won about what 70, 75 percent of their it's about seventy four now. But yeah, that's exactly right. Two two historic teams that have done very well in their history. Hopefully that will continue for both of these programs, but it should be a good one. should be very physical, so make sure you tune in and join us for just a little bit there. And, of course, if you're a fan of any of these other teams, you know that we will be covering all six Cherokee County teams going into action. Of course, one of those being an inter-county game, but we'll have all the updates and scores for you along with analysis on the Foundation Financial Insurance Wealth Management Halftime Show joined alongside the post-game show with uh, Children's Healthcare of Atlanta. And we should point out, if you are a Calhoun fan listening, we do our best on the broadcast to be neutral. We are a Cherokee County-based podcast and, and broadcast, but we are we hope we like to think we're not the typical Homer Homer guys, the hometown, you know, rah rahs. We're not gonna talk about how bad Calhoun is or how good Creekview is. We're gonna we call it like we see it and we play both sides of the coin. If if you know Calhoun has a player that does something well, we call the the player and, and we hope we do it evenly. So uh, if you are a Calhoun fan, you're looking for some coverage of the game, please know that you can always tune into us and uh, hopefully we can provide some at least uh, middle of the road coverage for you to, to get a unbiased opinion. Will, did you tell the fine folks in Calhoun where they can listen and how they can tune in? Well, the good folks for the good news for folks in Gordon County is that 101.1 FM reaches you. So if you are listening on a terrestrial radio, you can always listen there. But if you are ever anywhere where that is not available to you, I'm talking about any other country. If you're on another planet, but you had internet, I got a good news for you. WLJRadio.com, top right-hand corner, listen live button. You can listen to the broadcast there. Also, if you are at home getting ready for those Thursday night, Friday night, Saturday night college football games, you can always stream us live, WLJA. Just ask your smart speaker to play WLJA, and it will take you over to our live stream, and you can listen to us there. We're also a UGA affiliate, so if you're listening for the broadcast for UGA football, you can find it on there. And we can also be found on any of the radio apps on your phone. So if you don't want to go to an actual browser and you would rather just have it on your phone, check out all the uh, typical radio apps that everybody has on their phone, and you can find us on there as well. So with all that being said, we're going to take it off, and we'll see you guys on Friday night at 7 o'clock. And remember, we're one day closer to Jesus. This was the Cherokee County Football Blitz. Make sure to join Will and Art next week for the next episode and each Friday night at 7 p.m. for the Cherokee County Game of the Week on WLJA 101.1 FM.